Kyle Hollis of Picture-esque. My dude, congratulations on your new album. Do you feel okay? What's going Thanks, on, man? man? How are you, brother? Doing well. How are you? Good, good, good. Um, how, how's everything been during this unfortunate time with the quarantine and this global pandemic? How have you been, how you been keeping uh, yourself busy? At the beginning of it, I was really busy. Uh, I work in IT, and the company that I work for works for a local hospital, and we were setting up COVID clinics. So uh, it was basically like, at like 110 the whole time uh or like at the beginning of everything in like january and february but then finally got laid off whenever they put all the projects on hold so just kind of coasting now just uh playing some video games and yeah yeah you're also just uh constantly streaming on twitch which is cool as fuck you're playing call of duty warzone everybody yeah. to get into that and shit yeah, yeah i miss those days man i mean modern warfare is my shit uh when yeah. it first came out and i was constantly playing it uh all day i wish i wish i had stopped though um, I wish I didn't stop playing Halo 3 because we got to a rank uh, of like 48, 49 and doubles. True. And then fucking, we were like, Modern Warfare is too good. We should just play this. And then when we took that like immediate hiatus from playing Halo, we went back to mm-hmm. it. We sucked so fast. Like, oh, we're so close to 50. True. <laughs> I, uh, I never got into Halo. Like, uh, Cole and I, whenever uh, our first drummer, we had an apartment at one point and we only had um an x like the og xbox and we had to figure out like how to get xbox live and went through this weird like thing trying to find uh like a card so that you could activate it on ebay and anyway but so that was like the only game we had and i just never was super into halo like it's nothing but just bouncing around like you're i don't know it was just too weird to me yeah it was a good cult game like a cult classic yeah. like everybody was just so hyped. i mean i think that just sold microsoft in general that yeah. game alone because then eventually they bought out they bought the game from bungie and then um it became it became microsoft's game after that and then bungie started coming out with destiny which everybody's still hooked into i mean i i'm not hooked into it that much as a lot of people but i still yeah. think it's a good it's a good concept coming from what they previously had and everything still um, never played it i've always been like a call of duty dude i don't know why i just like i like i don't want the super sci-fi stuff in all my shooters unless it's borderlands i'm kind of enjoying that one but other than that, I just like all the shooters. I want to actually be like military based yeah. and not too far fetched. But not Apex though, because I mean, although it's military, there's a little bit of like sci-fi to it in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wasn't into it. Yeah, that's so. a genre that blew up too. Like the um, I don't know what did I think it was called. I can't remember. But it's one of those things that you just have one life and they just keep going. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, when this whole pandemic started. When did you guys get word? Like, so what was the decision that was made to stop the tour with secrets? Did it come from the label? Did it come from you guys first? Because I know it was a domino effect once everything yeah. was coming into play. Um, I mean, it was it was just the right call. We uh, we said something about it um, early on, like that it was coming, and uh, then we just had to wait for secrets to get the approval on it. But honestly, we probably would have canceled if that was the case because. Like, like I said, I worked in healthcare as IT and just seeing it every day, it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty intense. Everything that was going on. So mm-hmm. it was just inevitable with everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was actually between the two bands that we decided it. So, and nothing was, uh, stopping the release of the album. No, I mean, because we've had the record done since like March of last year. And so we just been sitting on it and it's, it was time. So yeah, we uh, kind of just had to roll it out. I remember hearing something from Circa. I forget which member it was, but they were actually gonna start bringing in uh, all of their uh, roadies, the bosses for the blues, the ten year anniversary for Blue Sky Noise, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't really cancel anything until because they're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Pennsylvania as well. So yeah. they didn't cancel anything until the school started shutting down. Once the school started shutting down, which they're done for the year, like they're not coming yeah. back to school um then they guys just pulled that plug too i mean it's just our industry is affected as much as everybody else's but i don't think it's gonna change for a while it, it seems the speculations are gonna come out where it's like um because my band poet had to cancel a couple shows too just weekenders mm-hmm. but it seems like the speculations are gonna come out too as like maybe they won't see live shows until 2021 like probably not man here. yeah like it's that's uh crazy. it's it's fucking gnarly uh what's your twitch thing real quick by the way uh it's the limelight podcast the limelight podcast i was trying to find it so i could like queue it up just in case uh anybody like posts some stuff in uh... oh yeah i appreciate it yeah put more yeah. in the chat and stuff yeah Sick. yeah it's pretty self-explanatory thankfully like all of the um 
all of the uh, handles for every social media was basically mine. Uh, nice. Like I didn't actually have the Instagram yet. I didn't have the Twitter yet. And then I started going, I was like, you know, I'm just going to start pulling this because I was doing it for my own personals. personals. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, they're here. Then I got a comment from some guy. I mean, I don't know who he was, but he said, you stole my idea. This was my idea. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> How many ideas are out there that people can just jump onto and say, like, I had that idea, but I just never went forward with it. Well, if like, you never went for it, then it's not your idea anymore. Yeah, so. I mean, I don't know you, my guy. Like, this is yeah. – you're a complete stranger to me. So what the fuck? That's uh, crazy. Yeah, just jealous, you know. Yeah, we had a couple shows. I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy times. Uh, I'm glad you're staying safe. And has has writing been an idea with picturesque in uh, during this situation? Or I mean, like uh, I said, the, the record's been done for like a year, so like there's there's more demos and stuff that have already been like created. We just never stop because if you do, it's just like you have to do it all at once, and it's not as fun. It's not as fun mm-hmm. of a process. Um, mm-hmm. As far as us getting together and writing. Um, we haven't done that yet. Just haven't uh, found the time along with the release and everything else that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm sure it's going to happen sooner than later. Um, we've talked about doing a few different things, like maybe a deluxe edition or doing an EP uh, during all this. We don't don't know, but it's all speculation right now. We don't really have an idea of what's going on. Just uh, trying to keep like Spotify numbers up and everything so that... Um, like if this is a long haul thing that we at least have uh, some form of revenue coming in because we dude, like right before the last tour, we bought an RV so that we could like tour comfortably, got one tour into it and now Fuck. no touring is a thing. Uh, so like, we're still trying to like pay that off. And so mm-hmm. like all the streaming stuff really helps and we're just really trying to push that right now. Um, mm-hmm. But if we get more music out, I think it's just going to keep our numbers going up. So yeah, God bless you. Yeah, it seems like it's just, you know, the investment was there for that tour, but, you know, yeah. everything came. Well, I mean, like, with certain. everything we had lined up, like, we were going to pay it off within the next, like, tour, essentially. So it was like, on the Secret Store, we probably would have paid it off, and it wouldn't have been a thing. But mm-hmm. it is for what sure. it is now. Yeah, I know. How stoked were you when you guys signed to Equal Vision? I mean, that's the, the alumni. I mean, I you can obviously tell there's in, uh, in, uh, inspiration from, like, not only, like, your vocals, but the band in itself. Like, you know, like, it's like Circa or Coheed or yeah. any of those along those lines. Like, how, how was that feeling? Like, how did you guys come up with that connection? That must have been pretty uh, relieving. It was like, oh, cool, the career is starting right now. Like, we're going, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, it was cool. The The cool thing about it was we pitched to uh, several different labels, got an offer back from all of them, but Equal Vision was the only one that actually like flew out to watch us play. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Dan flew out to our first show, so just kind of made us feel like we were at home and that uh, we would actually be able to have a personal relationship with the label. Uh, since then, the majority of the label has left. Dan's still there, of course, which is uh, which he's wonderful, but um yeah dude we were on cloud nine whenever we got all that because um of course recording a record is expensive and uh promoting it is even more expensive Mm -hmm. come to find out so uh yeah we were we were stoked Mm -hmm. yeah it's not it's not a lot of opportunities that local bands or underground bands can really get um Mm -hmm. like off the first bat usually it takes a couple bands you know what i mean like i'm sure you were in a couple of bands before picturesque trying to get out there no no comment (laughs) <laughs> it's just i don't know i've i've, yeah. dude, I've hopped from bands to bands to bands to bands yeah. like even different genres too like i mean if i enjoy it i'm gonna play that in that band you know yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah. it for i'm doing it because i love it but it's like if i see a band that has potential i'm like all right i'm gonna invest my time in these guys or for sure. whoever's in my band well and the thing is more. like you're investing in the dudes just as much as you're investing in the music and that's that's one thing that like we were all really fortunate with like we're all except for Jade from like Northeast Arkansas and Zach's technically Southern Missouri, but like by a few feet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so like we all just kind of come from the same background, but just not too far apart. And uh, like the scene there at one point was really kind of kicking. It was cool, but uh, we just all decided like we all became friends and then just kept playing music together. And uh, honestly, like, I just don't see how bands that don't have uh, like a common bond and stuff, like how that's just a thing. Mm-hmm. I just, cause dude, it's, it's rough being on the road or like riding and having disagreements and then like 
trying to not stay pissy with everybody over stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if these weren't my boys, you know, it'd be different. I totally forgot what we were talking about and just went on a rant, but my bad. <laughs> That's what podcasts are. We're literally just, like, having, a, uh, you know, one of those, like, in-depth conversations. Because yeah. it's one of those things that I knew when I was hopping from band to band, it was an expiration date. For some reason, yeah. I just knew. I was like, okay, like, there's see, no way they're going to be moving more forward with this. So see, really- and that's a... Th- that's a that's never a good feeling man like if if you're hopping from band to band and you feel like there's an expiration date like then that's not the band you need to be in like 100 yeah. percent. like exactly. i think you're on to something because mm-hmm. like with these dudes i don't see an expiration date and we're all kind of just in it together until it ends and if it ends then whatever like we're still gonna hang still gonna be dudes yeah you know? yeah i'm thankful for that gut feeling um real quick recap like the band i'm in now poeta Sound the mm-hmm. CI Records. Once we released our debut album, uh, within I think like that summer, we went on Warp Tour for eleven days. And nice. uh, like you know what I mean? Like I just like I knew that was the band. I knew that was right. And yeah. uh, and when we first started playing shows like locally, because we were just so late to the scene, it was already basically formulated. There's already a community, which was cool. Mm-hmm. So it was very welcoming to come in there. And nice. our vocalist has the same range with like Claudio Sanchez, and I was like, oh, that's cool. pretty interesting. You know what I mean? And yeah. when you guys, when I first heard you guys, like you guys also had comparisons with like Sleeping with Sirens yeah. or um, a Skylight Drive. Like, mm-hmm. was that is that like I'm sure was that a huge compliment? I mean, I'm sure you know, like, hey, like my range is there for I mean, yeah. Like, I've I listened to like Skylight Drive whenever I was like a kiddo. Um, Sleeping with Sirens like was one of those. It was like a weird thing to where in Lexington they played once, and one of my old bands played with them. And it was just like one of those what the fuck is even going on type of thing. So like you just try to dive into it and figure out like why is this band like interesting to you. But um, like I listened to some of their first records and stuff, but I just don't keep up with any of it now. But yeah, they were influences uh, at one point, like whenever I retaught myself to sing. So I used to just yell in a band, mm-hmm. which is weird. Um, but yeah, I spaced again. I do this a lot. This is going to be like a... a rotating theme to where i just space and totally forget what we're talking about so <laughs> just, just a going, heads up just going one yeah. to the next i mean you're streaming for hours right i mean you're for twitch for when you're playing like you're well, yeah you're usually going to like probably three o'clock oh god then jesus christ you know what I mean? uh recently we've been shutting down at like 5 a.m like which is kind of like it's stupid but no because you have people watching bro you know what i mean like that's true and one of the cool things was uh one of the days like there was a gal from australia that like hopped on which obviously the server didn't work well for her since it's a u.s server Mm -hmm. but she like hopped on to play with us and it's like wait what time is it there she's like 6 p.m it's like oh god why am i still (laughs) up like this that's the other side of the world um and you see the sun coming through your blinds like fucking christ exactly um but no, it's, it's been fun because, like, I'm bad at social media, and so one of the cool things is, like, doing Twitch. Like, it's not, it's not like, a high-pressure thing because I'm just sitting there, like, playing video games with some fans or, like, now I've got, like, a crew of dudes that I'm running w- with that, like, they some of them started out as fans, but, like, uh, Anthony, uh, for instance, is, like, that's uh, one of the dudes that I always, like, look for whenever we tour just because, like, every time he comes out, I have a good night just, like, because we hang, we talk about anime, and, like, just just chill. And uh, so, uh, anyway, I've been playing with him, and good lord, that man gets, like, 10 kills a game, at <laughs> least. Like, we played some to where he's, like, 20 kills a game. It's fucking stupid, Jeez. but he's making me a better player, and I love love it. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, anyway, it's, it's kind of cool. We've got, like, a little crew of dudes that, uh, like, now, I guess, I, I set up a Discord yesterday for everybody that like we've been running with and uh it's been fun because like all the call of duties before i didn't have people to run all these with and i just played free for all and just like slayed some people on that honestly best at the one on we uh i think that was world at war mm-hmm. but fucking dumb on that one uh, <laughs> i think it was the mp40 or mp yeah anyway but like the the like first submachine gun you get just waxing everybody and getting like 30 kills a game and only like five deaths it was wonderful um but i think it's only children that play Wii. yeah so, but i think that uh, demographic is just fueled to them but still i mean you still yeah. have kids talking shit on yeah. other servers dude <laughs> i didn't re- not I didn't realize, like, I got on, so I got back on RuneScape, like, because Gulag is, you know, um, a very upsetting thing, and while you're waiting to respawn, 
Um, like I try to help the dudes, but if I'm like getting really bored or something, I'll just play RuneScape. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so much shit talking on there. <laughs> like I did not realize how much shit talking RuneScape has of all things. Is it pre-chat it's, or pre pre-game? Does this shit talking and then it goes into the game as well? Like it follows. No, 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 I'm not talking about Gulag. I'm talking about in RuneScape, like oh, okay. in-game on RuneScape, oh, like. My God. Yeah, dude, I've I've had so many people just talking shit, and I've I've only like been playing it again for like three days, and I've been like just straight cussed out without saying a single fucking word like four <laughs> times. It's so stupid, but it's kind of hilarious. I don't know. It's because you know it's just like a twelve year old kid that just learned how to say swear words. So anyway, my dad works for Xbox. You can't. I have your IPHS. Like shut up, kid. Like you have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. Um, dude. He, ain't, he ain't got shit. Yeah. But, anyway. <laughs> I don't, I don't miss those days. Hey, can you hit this fish I can? I bet you can't. I bet yeah. you can't. Yeah, you know what I mean? Are so you dumb. are you sponsored, bro? Are you sponsored by Rockstar? Who the fuck do you think you are? No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I miss those days. I mean, I, I play every so often. I, I hopped on that, that Apex movement um, yeah. or whatever. But it's just, you know, now I'm really focused on... Well, when we, like I said, when we were going to start playing shows again uh, and releasing music, now we have this going on. Uh, it's just crazy. So I guess Andrew's your honorary captain, it seems like. With, Anthony, yeah. yeah, Anthony is for sure. Or Anthony, yeah, my bad. Yeah, my bad. it's all good. Yeah. Um, but for sure. And, and and you guys are are you, are you keeping up with any anime? Like any new animes that are coming out? Uh, um, you're stoked to see, I haven't. Or? I haven't watched anything new. I dude, I hate like going into a show that's not finished. Mm-hmm. And so like I I usually watch like some older stuff. Like right now, um, I'm just about through Hunter Hunter. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to think of what I watched before that. I don't even remember. Um, oh, it was a Gundam one. Um, Iron-Blooded Orphan. Dude, one of the saddest shows I've ever seen, but it's really? so good. Yeah, it's not even really about the Gundam stuff. Like, it's hmm. it's all character development. It's wonderful. It's really good. Um, the other dudes, I'm not really sure what they've been uh, watching or anything. I know Dylan stayed busy, uh, like, working on tuning and stuff and playing a bunch of... Uh, I think he's been playing... Probably Minecraft, but oh, Rocket League. Uh, they've all been playing a lot of Rocket League, and I just can't get into that game. Yeah, my boy is really good at Rocket League. Uh, Pat, yeah. he just he kind of helps me with this podcast. He doesn't kind of. He actually really helps me a lot with this podcast. Yeah, stuff, dude. If he's watching, um, he he's fucking good. Like he's got that great True. champion bullshit. Like, Damn. like I can't do. Like I can't physically try to play that game. It's hard. Yeah. Man. Like I don't know how he does it. And he's starting to get it really fun. If you guys, if you guys want to check him out, if you're into Rocket League, it's Nduku. N U U K K U underscore. He's, yeah, he's, send he's the link because uh, I'll send it to the dudes because they are uh, all about it. Like Zach, he's been yeah, watching. He's uh, uh, shit, what is that guy's name? Um, he and the dude played our record on his stream the other day. Uh, mm. uh, it's gonna kill me. Uh, noob, not noob. What's the another name for noob or something like that? Scrub killer. Scrub, scrub killer. killer. Okay. Yeah, scrub. Uh, apparently, like, like that's one of the one of his favorite dudes to watch. And right now he's like, uh, so scrub was, uh, I think his team won last year and then, uh, he left the team. And so right now he's like, not anyway, there's, there's like some drama in the rocket league world with that guy. And so it's Uh, interesting. I don't know. I don't keep up with it all, but Zach was telling me and it was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. Yeah. I haven't, I, I, I was huge in the DBZ anime. Um, like I, I, even the newer stuff is pretty good. I haven't kept up with it. There was one mm-hmm. anime I really like because I, I, I enjoy it thoroughly, but I have to have someone introduce it to me and kind of summarize it before mm-hmm. I get into it because it's just one of those things that I have a hard time concentrating in general when it comes to like watching movies or TV shows. Dude, uh, for sure. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like these giant, they're giants. There's like a big wall. I can't remember. Attack on Titan. Attack fucking fantastic, dude. So good. Fantastic. And I wish, I wish they actually came out with a movie for it and it it was going to be a live action, but I don't remember hearing anything about it. I feel feel like it just kind of disappeared. I don't know. Uh, I know the anime is not finished and then like last uh, season for it is supposed to be coming out either this year or next year, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, But dude, it's so fucking good and it's twisted. Like, um, are you like caught up with it completely? <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> uh, like, I won't learn anything for you. Yeah. Dude, you need to because the thing is, like, uh, like the like the very beginning, you see like all the titans just like destroying everything, and like you're just like, where the fuck do these things come from? And they finally like in the last season they explained the whole thing, oh, like good. just about. Yeah. And so like now they're gonna 
do something about it. Uh, but basically, like, so the thing is, like, as you remember, like, everybody seems completely defenseless, essentially. And, like, they're just, there's no way that they can fight against these giant things. But, like, now they understand it. And uh, that's as much as I can really say without giving yeah, it away. Yeah, maybe they can actually fight back for once. Because when I first saw the oh, show... Oh, they can. Yeah, good, good. Because I was... That's the first time I've seen an anime where I was actually petrified of those yeah. creatures. Like, I, and, like, my heart was raised. I'm like, oh, these are some goofy-looking motherfuckers. Like, exactly. Like, no way. Yeah. This is real. This could happen. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen in real life. And then, like, you start to see... Um, I can't no, I can't tell you that just in case you're not that far. Never mind. Sorry. No, it's cool. Dude, you gotta catch up on it. It's seriously one of my favorites. It's so fucking good. It's so dark. I love it. Yeah. We're gonna have my vocalist and my bandmates, they basically got me into it and we were just watching it just in my apartment at one point, just like binge watching. I'm like, This is nuts. Like Yeah. I I miss it. Yeah. Fucking wild. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super, I haven't even caught up with that. I think this is mostly (laughs) on Crunchyroll. So like the advertisements, like I don't mind listening or sitting through couple advertisements like hulu or something yeah. but crunchyroll is fucking obnoxious it's like every True. other i think like 15 20 minutes, um, like, ugh. uh wco stream i think is uh well there's like so many websites you can use dude like uh just anime, anime freak uh wco stream um yeah but if you look it up you can watch them on there you know ad free and free so yeah, i want to check it out and everything so that that that's just something i gotta get into now that i have now i have actually time to sit down and watch something um so when you when like i mean this album that you guys came out with it's definitely a little bit experimental from your past stuff from the post-hardcore stuff i mean you have a little bit of r&b and, and hip-hop feel um in the album in itself like that's really fucking cool man like you guys really took out um uh it must have been like some kind of inspiration from elsewhere i mean i know you kind of revolve the lyrics around some of your personal situations at the mm-hmm. time um how musically like where that where those inspirations come from like because that's that's cool that you guys started you know maturing um, yeah that a lot of artists have a trouble doing whereas yeah. you guys kind of went forward with it like this is what we're gonna do this sounds great to us thanks man well we kind of approached everything with a mindset of like we're just gonna write bangers and we don't really care about like what genre it is um and so like i don't listen to rock and i haven't in like Dude, I don't even know how long, probably six, seven years or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, I grew up listening, like, one of my favorite records, like, as a kid was uh, Boys to Men. Um, I don't remember which one it is, but anyway, so, like, my dad and I, we just had, like, the tape in the truck, and we would just, like, put it on repeat and do harmonies and everything, and, like, that was part of my childhood, and so, like, that, uh, that influence and everything, like, that's just that kind of stuff has stayed with me because that's still like my favorite genre of music is that like just smooth, uh, just like singer songwriter or, uh, R and B like boy band group thing. Like Mm -hmm. just love that kind of shit. Um, but going into it, we all just had the mentality that we were just going to write cool songs and didn't care what they would fit into as far as the genre, because we all just listen to different stuff. So as long as we all enjoy the parts, that's all that really matters. Um, because Dylan, like, anything with a guitar, that's what he listens to. He likes guitar. He is a guitar guy. Like, so he likes metal and, like, dad rock, like Nickelback and stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. just shreddy stuff. Uh, like Jason Richardson. Um, he's dick hard for that guy, of course. Yeah, uh, obviously. I mean, the guy from Trap yeah. really isn't, but I mean... Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a fan of anybody. Did you see that tweet, by the way? I don't mean to the conversation. I- and yeah. Colin kind of like retweeted it and I was, this is all hot. I was like, I could take you on a guitar battle. I was like, do you know who Jason Richardson is? First of all, yeah. he's on another fucking planet. Do not yeah. put yourself up for that. that I saw, I saw that tweet and I immediately sent it to my dudes. I was like, yo, I don't like to listen to Jason Richardson, but I would love to see this. Like th- that was one of my, uh, dude, it would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It, just one sweet. Awesome. Yeah, so like you guys took that inspiration from like you said from different members, like every member kind of put into this perspective of yeah. what they were inspired by musically. So that's good. Yeah. Um that that's something you guys put into. And vocally, like, was it majority about real life events that was happening like yeah. say on tour? Or well, like, were there other examples that you could possibly like share to well, be specific? So essentially this record was like everything passed back to beautiful um because like back to beautiful is a 
time and space, like just like this one is. Um, mm-hmm. And so after that, you know, started writing songs, and it's just everything that's happened since then. Um, you know, past uh, that relationship that the first one was about, trying to date again and everything else. It was uh, it's uh, difficult getting back into all that now because it's just like everybody's just consumed with the social media aspect, apps, and like all that shit. And it's just it's a different world from whenever I like started date like. Because the other girl that uh, the whole record was about, like, I dated her since high school, so I never had any of that kind of stuff and didn't understand, like, what dating culture is about, especially, like, in your Mm mid-20s. And so it was just, uh, yeah, it was just a different world, man. And then, of course, uh, part of it has to do with uh, the fact that um, we didn't really start drinking until we became a band. Mm -hmm. And it was just one of those things to do socially and... We, uh, like, cause we were all kind of against like any substance stuff in general, whenever we were younger, mm-hmm. um, even drinking, because a lot of us come from a background to where, um, like my mother, for instance, had uh, substance abuse problems and, um, some of the other dudes in the band, uh, their family members have too. And so, um, or they've like grown up around something similar. And so it's something that we didn't like mess with, but now it's just like, for some reason, whenever we drink, uh, a few of us have trouble stopping. Mm-hmm. And so it gets, uh, it gets a little far and that's why there's some, uh, some stuff in there about that. Like, okay. Uh, literally the whole song was just about me, like having this weird thing while looking at the mirror, just kind of reevaluating my entire life. And that was not a good feeling. So mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And you're able to put that into perspective through your music and get yeah. that message out there, which it's it, if it's I don't know how you feel about it, but it's some some musicians or bands when they when they write their music it was like if this if this song could help one person, the job has been done. Like Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thing is like that that's a great viewpoint, but at the same time like I I feel like as a person, like that's an outlet, and so if it's not helping you to do that, then mm-hmm. I think it's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I you're know, absolutely that right. seems weird to say and kind of like selfish, but um, I think that's just because, like, whenever I'm like in a weird headspace, like I just kind of try to write and stuff just to get it out and to vent. So, mm-hmm. anyway. yeah, it's relatable though. I mean, people can relate to it. So when yeah. they when they read or listen or like hear you kind of explain like what's going through that, they're gonna, they can immediately relate and be like. Man, I, I have a insight to what he's going through as well as I, but it might, you know, everybody has a different lifestyle, of course. Yeah. I mean, everybody has different problems. Like, nothing is ever the same. I, I, I have, like, one of those things where I can't say, like, I know what you're going through. I don't, I don't really say that. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like one of those things that's like, you know, I could try to understand the best that I can. However, you know, yeah. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to bullshit you and be like, I, it's okay. I know what you're going through. So, some instances, yeah. it's like, like small stuff. Like, you can relate, but not not say right. like, I've been in your shoes. I don't know. It just depends on the circumstance. But that that's great to get that out there too, especially for you to to put your words on paper and really yeah. express that. Like that's really brave, man. Not a lot of people can do that. Um, Thanks, man. Uh, with with that kind of um, intent. So, I mean, what what I mean, what what is going to be um, the next step for you uh, musically? And now this album's released, and you kind of take a step back and watch it grow on the charts and kind of release it through this time. I mean, are you st- you're still writing um, lyrically with? Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's coming. one of those things that you never really stop as a musician. You just see something that inspires you, and you know, take out your phone and put it in notes, and then come back to it later, see if it hits you in a different light, or just like find out what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I really want to release a country record next. Um, I think that's I'm fucking with you, but anyway, I, I don't know. <laughs> We're just it's literally you're just like you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Uh, but no, dude, like, it's just whatever the, whatever we're feeling. Uh, I don't think Picture Us really has much of a genre anymore. Like, it'll have guitar in it, but, and, like, drums. It'll still sound like a band, but it'll just, it'll be whatever it is. Just, like I said, we don't really ride around a genre anymore, so it's just whatever comes out, mm-hmm. which sounds weird, but... So I don't know. I mean, not really. I mean, if you want to relate your your different inspirations to colors, in a sense, you know, yeah. they're they're blending together, and it's yeah. something beautiful. I mean, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Like, if you see well, a rainbow in the sky, it's like, you know, they're all different colors. Maybe that you can compare that to different genres. 
yeah. still looks great, still sounds great. Like, yeah. that's kind of how I put it into perspective. I just don't yeah. think it's weird. I just think experimental. Um, I mean, like, a perfect example for experimental musicians or a band like Anna Shikari, like, their new album that they released is extremely True. experimental. But they, they've always been like that. Yeah. And now that you guys are, you know, growing as musicians and stuff, it's it seems like it's coming full circle, which is great. Yeah. Not a lot of bands have that. Um, not a lot of bands have that uh, compatibility to do it. It's just like sometimes there's like a roadblock. I mean, how like what what like if you have a roadblock, like, a roadblock in writing in general, like whatever the song is, like how do you guys go about getting rid of that? Like, do you guys t- take a step back away from it and then move forward eventually? There's different ways. Uh, one of my favorite ones is whenever we hit a roadblock writing the song "Attention." Um, I was tasked with finding the most ridiculous sound that I could on splice oh, and it okay. became the bridge which is just stupid sounding but we're like yeah that's kind of sick though yeah it's kind of catchy just, like wrote an entire part around it because it actually like uh i think it actually like there's a few notes in it that are out of key but we just said fuck it because it sounded cool mm-hmm. um but yeah we we just kind of throw shit at the wall until something sounds cool. Yeah, um, like, and the thing is, whenever whenever I'm writing, um, Zach helps me a lot with my roadblocks because, uh, so Zach kind of plays like the the middleman between Dylan and I because Dylan is very far one way, I'm very far the other. Like, all I listen to is pop, R and B, hip hop, that kind of stuff. Dylan is guitar guy, likes Nickelback and all this, and so Zach kind of like listens to a little bit of everything, and. Um, kind of rides that middle line on blending it all together on what ideas could work together. Um, but another thing that he does is whenever I hit a roadblock writing uh, lyrically or anything like that, um, he's the dude I go to. And it's just like, man, this is what I want to convey. How can like, here are my lyrics. Like, what can I do to, um, to like make this a thing? And even if he doesn't give me like the actual lyric, just having that person to bounce things off to, a lot of times will just help you like refresh your memory or like just like um, jog your brain on like different ways to approach stuff. Um, and so like him and I work pretty closely together when it comes to all that, just because like we have a very like close relationship at this point and there's nothing that either of us could say that's really going to um, like in a writing session to offend the other or anything like that. And it's just all on the table and we're comfortable in that sense. Um, so he's my dude whenever I go to that kind of stuff. But as far as uh, guitar and junk uh, roadblock wise on this one, we hired Andrew Bayless uh, on this record. Uh, he's a friend of ours from um, Cleveland. Cleveland, is that right? Yeah, Cleveland. Uh, he plays in a band that I can't remember the name of, Nine Trines. Uh, but essentially, he just he's a really good guitar player. But the majority of the stuff that he like writes and junk is like either metal or dad rock mm-hmm. um but like some of the riffs he makes are pretty cool and so like we'll bounce ideas off of him for that kind of stuff um which came out pretty crucial um whenever we were writing and yeah so yeah, that's pretty those cool. are a few of the sources for uh trying to get over those hurdles it's communication is key that's one of the things i kind of learned growing up in this industry i mean if any aspiring musicians are listening to this or viewing this on youtube it's something that you have to fucking have man if you don't have that communication i don't think you're going to be able to get to the next step you know what i mean yeah. like it's just something that you you you, you gotta you gotta kind of uh, take it all in and then make sure that you know with what how you want to portray your music or your lyrics into the song that they're writing just make sure that you know they're on the same page as well until like if if there's no communication there you're gonna get something completely different like that's not what i'm fucking talking about yeah like a whole fucking process and stuff i don't know you guys been on tour plenty of times i mean like i mean you guys were touring with hands like houses and stuff like how how was uh how was that tour i mean it looked like a pretty sick tour to be honest dude it was really fun and the thing is those those dudes are some of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet dude i love them um but so but we didn't really know what it would be like going into it because they haven't toured the u.s in a long time and um yeah it was uh i don't know it was just like we didn't really have an idea of what it was going to be like it was a lot of markets we hadn't played um Mm -hmm. but it turned out really well like uh we did really well in merch uh hands dudes were awesome uh the I keep wanting to call him Sleep Wave, but that's not right. Uh, Seaway? No. 
no, the other band on tour. I, I dude, I called them Sleepwave the whole fucking tour. It's Cove's other band. God damn it. Uh, I'll tell you in a second. But God, I keep going. <laughs> anyway, those dudes were awesome too. Um, I just can't for the life of me. Something sleep. sleep. I met them on Warp Tour in 2017 when we were on for 11 days, and I loved their stage presence because they. Which had, band? Uh, no, Hands Like Houses. They oh, had yeah, yeah. Incense going on, just really fucking nice dudes. Like, they had incense going, they had these, like, rugs down, none of them were wearing shoes. Yeah. I talked to them for a little bit. Like, you want to play, you want to play soccer with us? I was like, I can't really fucking play soccer. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. But I talked with them for a little bit. They were fucking, they were really good. Like, really yeah. good. Uh, it says, uh, with supports of Dead American. Dead American? I was way off. Why did I keep wanting to call them Sleepwave? I don't know. Dude, I'm doing the same thing. Trust me. Also, <laughs> let's, let's tell the, I mean, the viewers know you're basically up until five o'clock in the morning streaming. So Yeah, I woke up it. like two hours ago or something. Yeah, uh, fuck, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It was like three, two or three. Yeah. So it's it's hard, man. Like My whole um, schedule's been shot. Like, I basically got laid off um, yeah. you know, for work, but I'm going back into work soon, which is good. Thankfully, I got that opportunity. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I was pushing for, for jobs and stuff. But it's just, what are you going to do? It's just one of those things you need to just roll with the punches at the, in, yeah. in, this, in these times. Um, yeah, that'll be a good tour though. Like what, what's your, what's, uh, is there any tours that you kind of like specifically pitch the label or your booking agent? Like, Hey, is there any way we can like get with these guys? Like, I don't know, like Circa for instance, like, is there any way you guys kind of try to, I know we've pitched for one of those before, uh, Mm -hmm. with Circa, but I, I don't know. I kind of just go where I'm told. What about Uh, Nick Jonas? You trying to tour with him? I would love to fucking tour with Nick Jonas. Don't get me started. Yeah, that's what uh, fucking dude. No, I'm going to get you started because that dude's uh, a goddamn fucking American hero. That's what I'm He is. He's a beautiful <laughs> human being and anything he does is wonderful. But um, yeah, maybe they can start pitching for that one. Um, I mean, I guess I'll take the Jonas Brothers if I have to take them along too. I mean, if you have to. But, okay. yeah. Yeah, worst case, um, bro. Worst, worst case, case scenario. Yeah. But yeah, no, that would be sick. Uh, but as far as like bands that we could reasonably tour with like like i said i don't listen to like the genre of music that we're closely integrated with it's mm-hmm. like the warped tour scene mm-hmm. uh the last band that i sort of listened to for or the, the last band that i listened to was like chase atlantic which yeah, i don't see how that's like warped tour scene um and then uh that's really it so uh don broca was pretty cool my dude's like uh oh, they're really dude. into them and Ooh. they were really good on warps, but uh, yeah, I but, found them out in a very odd way. But I really like their one album. I don't remember. Automatica, probably. Probably that that hooked me. I was like, "Whoa, what the hell is yeah. this?" Like, the electronic well, poppy stuff to it, like, really fucking brought me into it. Full yeah, circle. it's still bands bandy, but it's like it's catchy as fuck, and those dudes are super talented. Yeah, super talented. It was automatic. I saw them with um, DGD Periphery. Hail the Sun, Covet, um, when they did that tour. That was a good tour. But did you guys yeah. work with Don Barco? Uh, I mean, they were on Warped, but that's it. Oh, okay. uh, got to watch them on that, which was cool. Did you um, guys play Warped? Yeah, we played it in the last like uh, full run. The 2018, I figured that. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, but we only did like... up till Nashville. We did the West Coast of Nashville. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we did Midwest 2017. Um from indiana all the way down to texas it was like 11 it was 11 days 10 10 shows but it was mm-hmm. cool that it was an honor for kevin putting us on with the sponsorship of skull candy because of the fact that like you know we're underground and even playing yeah. first or second in the as the tour opens like people are mm-hmm. still watching you like i was like what yeah. the fuck like I, Dude, so many cool stories uh like one of our best shows uh that we had was literally as the tour was opening the gates they set up in st louis um the whatever stage we're on was right by the gate mm-hmm. and so like as soon as it opened we were the first thing that everybody saw mm-hmm. and so like we had a we had a really good crowd that day just because we were the first band that they saw um i mean we i had already done all the flyers that day which literally only had to cover one area because we needed them to stay right there because we were the first band so right near the blow up uh um time time sheet or the, the the time slot no we were we were no. closer than that though like mm. it's opened and we were right there like you could see us from the line like where they were standing and so, <laughs> like, fuck yeah yeah so like everybody heard us that day it was awesome uh but i took literally every spot on the stage that we were at i'm sure that pissed a lot of people off but 
it was whatever for that day. Whatever, man. Yeah, for that moment, you have to do that. I mean, there was yeah. a couple of days where we had that too, where we were at the front gates, mm-hmm. and um, like I like our vocalist Kevin and you. I mean, you have a higher range than he does, but once you hear something pretty, it's like, whoa, dude! Like this is. I'm gonna sit the hell. I'm gonna stand here for a little bit and watch yeah. these guys. And they're like, "What time is your um? What time's your uh? uh what were they called them? Um, your set. What time? No. What time's like your uh, signing? Like what time? What time? Oh, you guys have signing? Yeah. And I'm like, we don't have a time. We're a local band from New Jersey that's four months old. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, or something like that. So I mean, I, we were older than four months. Yeah. I think we were like seven months or whatever. But that was an opportunity that um. It was good for the bands, like, you know, no matter what your tier is, those mm-hmm. bands fucking thrive no matter where they put you. Yeah. Because of the fact that, like, how Kevin set it up. Yeah. And I, he's doing something, listen, he, I think, I couldn't get it out of him, but he's doing for something 2021 in spring. Cool. So, it's gotta be, it's, if it's not warped, and he said something, he replied to somebody on, on um, Twitter, so if anybody's really stoked about it, like, he's, he's gonna be doing something. So. I doubt it's cross-country, it'll probably be, like, how he did last year with, um... Yeah, 2019 with the festivals. Yeah, just, like, a handful of them, like, three of them or something. Um, yeah. That's my that's guess, the, but... That's the new way uh, these massive uh, shows are going, is with these, these festivals. Yeah. Um, have you guys played a lot of festivals at all? Uh, not like I don't want to say not real festivals because that's a slap um, but like we did a run in October mm-hmm. last year uh, that was a quote festival run it was a it ended up being like um, i trying to remember who all was on it it was Slaves, Outline and Color that's all I remember yeah. Varsity? No that was just the guy from Varsity that was there yeah, I don't remember the bands. But anyway, it was like up in New York. Um, there were a few of them. It was a fun run. Oh, Oceana played one of them. And uh, Ooh, okay. cool. uh, Soft Spoken, which are dudes from Kentucky. They were at the second one, which was cool. Were you, were you guys always having like a very um, healthy local scene in Kentucky? I've never really played in Kentucky, so I really don't know. Jersey's pretty big with local Yeah, um, none of us grew up here, so... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, we played, like, maybe four shows before we started touring. Uh, as far as I know, they have a good scene. Um, mm-hmm. But I live over in Louisville, and apparently, like, Lexington is where all these bands are coming out of, which we claim Lexington, but all live in Louisville now, which is fucking dumb. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a major city. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. One of the major cities. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think Jersey has a major city. Like, if I, like, I tell people, I can say I can tell people I'm from so and so Pennsylvania, but I usually just say Philadelphia. I that. thought all of Jersey uh, is just one big city. Yeah. Yeah. Dairy, like, Jersey is just one. It's big just city like anywhere. Southern New York or something like that. And that just what it is, just like mm-hmm. Southern NYC. Yeah. It's the armpit of New York. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Dirty Jersey, man. You can't, yep. you can't go wrong with that. Um, that's cool though. I mean, the album, the album that you guys released, I mean, it chopped the, uh, the number 12 in the alternative hits, um, which is fantastic. You guys are having great numbers. Um, how, how was that with going through the recording process before, um, before I ask you a couple other things, but how was that recording process going considering the fact that like, was it a producer that you guys have always had? I mean, did he, did that producer have a major influence on the record? Like how did you guys go about that recording process? I would say he did as far as composition. Um, That's pretty cool. And as far as uh, like some of the programming parts and um, yeah, because Mm -hmm. the thing is uh, whenever we brought him in, like we did, we did basically a test run with him with Prey because he like messaged us. Uh, I'm going to back up a little bit. So there was a record that he did that Zach was really into uh, that was for a band that was from Kentucky, uh, XXI, uh, which was really good. Um, basically, they went from being a metal band to being like this rock band that just like the songs are really fucking good. Um, and uh, it was recorded and mixed all in this dude's basement. Like, nothing in it is real or anything. It's like all just computer simulation bullshit. Um, And so that record was really good. And Zach reached out to him at one point or he reached out to us. I don't remember, but century uh, essentially Andrew was like, yo, um, come do a free song with me. Like, ah, we need a mid cycle single. 
what's the worst that could happen? Like we send off stems if it's sick and get somebody else to mix it or like we don't like it and don't use it. Um, but we went, recorded it. Uh, the team was stoked on it, uh, did pray, uh, came out, and everybody was really excited about that song. So we're like, all right, well, this guy is like literally just a dude in his basement. Um, not like, I mean, he records full time, but it's like nobody big. And maybe like we can get him on the come up for cheap, uh, all this junk. And so we started working with him more and more. We're just like, you know what? We'll do the record with you, but we're going to rent a studio. And, uh, so our first drummer uh, that we had, Cole, uh, ever since he left the band because he had a kiddo and wife to take care of and all that, uh, he's like, yo, but I want to be able to like still do music and stuff. And he was like, I'm going to learn to record. And hopefully by like your third record, I'll be good enough to record you guys. And Ooh. since it took so long for us to put out another one, we're like, yo, we're going to have Andrew come in, um, but we're going to come record with you. But one of the stipulations was kind of funny because uh, we were like, at the time, he didn't have like a vocal mic that I liked. And I was like, yo, if you go pick up this mic, we'll come record with you. And he went and got it. Um, I don't know if that really had anything to do with it, but I like mm -hmm, think it maybe. Yeah, I'm a little bougie yeah. like that. Um, yeah. But so then we uh, we just went down there and Cole helped produce drums. Um, and uh, then Andrew just came down and helped with uh, a lot of the accompaniment and everything. And. Uh, as far as vocals go, that was, Andrew did some of it, but I, it's one of those things like there's a, there's a weird vibe going into recording vocals that sometimes like, I don't know, it was just weird. And so like the last bit of it, uh, he had to go back to Ohio and Zach and I finished uh, recording the rest of the vocals with just him and I. Uh, Cole tracked some of them, but essentially uh, Zach would help me or would help produce it, mm. and um, I would just do the takes until we got it right. And mm. so, yeah. Fuck and yeah. Then, like, he's not like restructuring music, but he's helping you with like those parts that need to be implemented, like the the, the hip hop stuff or like the electronic stuff that you wanted to. to are you talking about Andrew or Zach? Um, the, the the producer that you went to oh yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah essentially that's that's okay. it um like he okay. he got what we were going for um just because he's worked with like he he mostly plays like butt rock or whatever you want to call it but mm -hmm. um as far as like what he listens to and stuff like he listens to a lot of the same kind of shit i do apparently and anyway he, he got what we were going for um yeah. but yeah. Anyway, so it turned out. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure structurally, Zach, like obviously, you know, as a band member, like can put that into perspective too. Like, yeah, intro, chorus, bridge, bridge, bridge. Uh, well, it's bridge, it's not bridge, even like, it's not even that kind of structure. It's just like mm -hmm. it's like the layers of bullshit and like mm -hmm. where we need to drop out stuff and like because the songs were mostly done when we went in. Um, mm -hmm. There was a few. There were a few things that we needed to touch up and like there like attention was one of them to where we were like, man. Like we've got this song, but it, it's like it's cool, but it needs something, and we can't figure it out. And then like he got this like cool, uh, or not that. Sorry, that's the other thing. I don't know the thing in the chorus that's like uh, it's like a synth thing in there, and like helped us with that kind of shit. And then um, mm -hmm. he knows what we like as far as that kind of stuff goes, because we like the dirtier and grungier it sounds, the cooler it is uh, to us. And so basically there's this plugin called decapitator and we just put that on everything, which is fun. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he, uh, he got what we were doing and yeah. No, that's okay. Cool. I answered it. I don't yeah, know. It's, yeah, you did. No, you did. It's just one of those things that I, uh, I, I always wanted to have that, um, that, that, relationship with the producer like they're an extra like they're an extra band member that you yeah, want to make yeah, sure, sure that you're really fucking on the same uh key with everything because if not it can t really turn into yeah. I mean, not turn anything bad but i've had a couple of experiences where we recorded a couple singles and we're like he wasn't really understanding what we were doing so we had to yeah. just throw him away you know well, what i mean like, whenever you guys went in with like that kind of producer did they kind of just have like to like a I don't want to say like the power for something, but like hmm. basically what they said went and you guys couldn't like go against it type of thing. Like I'm trying to explain how, like what to say with that. Um, the quality of his production was phenomenal. Well, it's like, not that I'm talking about like with the songs or like parts themselves, like Kitty. sorry, distraction. Um, <laughs> there's a cat walking by the window and it's just chilling, but Aww, yeah. yeah, but anyway, so, uh, like, 
if you guys like wrote apart and he just hated it or whatever, like, did you guys have to yank that kind of stuff out? Or like, um, if there was uh, like a melody you were really stuck on, uh, would he just like veto it and be like, no, you can't do that. And this is what we're going to do type of thing. Or there was sometimes where we had that, or yeah. there would be sometimes where we would kind of put a lick into a verse or something. Mm-hmm. Like we have a couple options here. What do you feel is best? And he's like, whatever you feel is best. I'm like, and it was very dry. Like that answer. I'm like, uh, like okay. you know I mean, like I, it was one of those things. Like I kind of want your personal opinion, but then there were sometimes he would involve himself with the vocals. Like, Hey, do this, do that. Uh, in, in an opinion. And then be like, and then he's like, I don't know what to do here. And then it's like, what? Like, it sounds like you gave up too it. quick. Like, yeah, it was, it was strange. Really yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It, but you know, we, it, it happens. And then like, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like a huge, uh, take away from our budget but we just like found someone else which was a really quick quick um uh relationship i was like fuck yeah this guy's like this guy's our guy now yeah. now we finally have our guy that's why we test the waters do a couple singles like mm, i don't know yeah really, and then we'll I'm just gonna do this there's really Sorry. good demos social media let's go yeah yeah um so are people are you are you taking fan you said earlier i think you're taking fans into um twitch and you're playing with them right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah how, how did they go about that just so they can know Oh, um, just get on my Twitch and type something in there and say you want to get into the next game or something. I, I essentially let like people play like one or two and then bounce around. Um, sorry, that was really rude of me, but I was just wanting to post it on my story so people come hang out. No, you're good, dude. Yeah, yeah we're um, just doing our chilling thing. But yeah, so basically they just come in there and uh, like just send a message. I actually have like a spam thing with my Activision account so they can add me to. Um, so... Yeah, but of course you have to sit through the spam of "Hey, new record out, um, go listen to it." Well, yeah, that's, that's okay. I mean, yeah. the, the, you know, that's how you got to go about it playing. You know, I mean, like, there's it's hard to get uh, into anything that you want to collaborate with other people on stream. Like, if you want to if you want to play in a couple of rounds with them, it's really hard to get yeah. on anyway. So, I mean, whatever the steps are to take, I'm sure. I mean, I would. I'm just gonna hit you up, dude. You know, you know, like, go for yeah, it. I got Warzone. Let's go. Yeah, go for it. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably be going after this. Ooh, ooh, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, just hit me up, man. Um, I'm down. Yeah, yeah we've got good. we've got quite a quite a group that we play with now. So, like, mm-hmm. bunch of different dudes. Um, but it's it's going pretty well. We've got a f- few dubs. Uh, for some reason, last night all we could get was second, ev- like four times, which was annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was dumb. It's pretty cool. Now I wanted I wanted to make sure so that anybody can if they want to play uh, and join in they they can. Oh yeah. Um, but I appreciate you coming on, man. This was pretty fucking cool. I mean, I love the album. Um, Thanks, I don't know what's gonna happen to our industry next um, until this pandemic kind of just subsides. Um, hopefully, it's not too long because we need to get back on the road playing. Yeah. Kind of the thing that we fucking love to do instead of like just sitting inside and you know we can only write so many songs. We can only you know, do so many things before we just really want to play the stage again. Uh, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, like I said, I really appreciate your time and, th- and everything. I'll talk to you a little bit once I end the stream, which is going to end a couple of seconds. But yeah. uh, I'm going to have I'm going to have this stream. Uh, it's going to be posted in all streaming platforms, uh, audio-wise, Apple mm-hmm. Music, uh, Google, Spotify uh, uh, podcasts, and it's going to go on YouTube probably in about a week or so if anybody's interested in. in, in taking part of that content so i appreciate it brother we're gonna uh i want to talk to you a little bit after this and um congratulations again on the album appreciate it man thanks for having me my dude all right guys i'll see you around later